Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. On Monday's episode, we hosted historian Hallie Rubenhold on the show. That was episode 260, titled The Five. If you haven't listened to it yet, be sure that you do. That show and Hallie's book, The Five, gives a fascinating look at what it meant to be poor and a woman during Victorian London. And it traces the lives of five specific women who were all killed by Jack the Ripper. Now, Hallie's historical work regularly aims to illuminate the lives of women who have been overlooked. And one question that I asked her after our interview was over, I wanted to take the time to share with you today. Come to think of it, though, you might get more out of this discussion if you listen to episode 260, The Five First, but it's up to you. So I asked Hallie how doing all this in-depth historical research changes how she experiences the city that she lives in, London, England. Some of her research for The Five and for her other projects has focused on prostitution, and that's where she begins her answer. Oh, wow. It's like living it. I mean, the city is constantly rebirthing itself for me every time I do some other research on something else. I mean, I remember when I occasionally go to a library in St. James, which is just off of Piccadilly. I go there a lot and I've been going there for years and walking between Piccadilly and St. James. And it's just part of, you know, what I do. And then I started doing my research into Mary Jane Kelly and looking at 19th century sex work. And I started reading about the walk, the perambulation, which took in that exact same route that I would take and reading about all of the establishments that were there and how everything operated and how the sex trade operated in the 19th century and, you know, reading personal accounts. And then, and then I could never, I still to this day, I could never just walk that way and not think of these places like, you know, Jimmy's restaurant and Cafe de la Europe and, you know, the women sitting behind their kind of palm fronded, you know, in their corners with the gentlemen smoking their cigars and there for an illicit kind of date and, and just, you know, in the Argyle rooms and the Alhambra in Leicester Square, which is now a big cinema, the Odeon cinema and everything. Every time I do research, it just completely changes the landscape for me. I see different things. I experience different things. And I think because I'm a social historian, I'm, I'm very interested in how people live in their environment and how they live in their bodies, you know, in another time period. You know, you can imagine how people would have felt walking down the street, what the street would have looked like, what it would have smelled like, and how different the smells would have been from what we experience and how each time period is unique and would have been unique to the people living in it. And that's gone. And our period is unique and our period replaces it. And there may be people in 100, 200 years time who will never know what we smelled and saw when we walked down our streets either. Would you say that there would be a difference between how people would be in their bodies then? Probably even between the rich and the poor, right? Oh, totally. I mean, one of the things I'm completely fascinated with is the idea of how people inhabited their bodies, how, like what it would have physically felt like 
to be present at a particular time period, even for 24 hours. You know, I mean, it's the clothes you wear, it's the food you eat, but it's also people didn't have medicine. They didn't have, they weren't able to, you know, do things like brush their teeth as effectively as, as we did. You know, how, how do people deal with like, how did it feel to have your teeth feel like that? And what happened when you're, when you had a toothache all the time, or you got a stomach upset all the time, or you weren't able to sleep well because you were sharing your bed with three other of your siblings, or how awful was it to like have flea bites everywhere all the time and to have dirty hair and to always be hungry. Do you know what I mean? It's that really visceral experience that is going to totally change how you experience life. And does it make you look at the people around you or like the persistent problems in London yeah. with new eyes or yeah, more informed eyes? Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, obviously London has a homelessness. We have a homelessness problem just like, you know, San Francisco, like anywhere else, really, I think in the Western world at the moment. And, you know, it's really shocking. And, you know, it makes, you, makes me, obviously made, made me incredibly aware of that, especially female homelessness and the risks that women especially are faced with living on the streets and what that must be like. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, all, all sorts of problems. But the other thing that I'm aware of, and it sounds, given everything I've just described, you know, it sounds almost, I don't want to say kind of willfully blind, but the fact that we actually, in spite of everything, have a much, much better quality of life than anybody before us did. And we shouldn't take that for granted. Although, you know, we have a, lo a long way to go still, we are hopefully always trying to improve our society and our, and our way of life. God, it's even better than it was 50 years ago. You know, you only have to watch Mad Men to realize that, actually. That's historian Hallie Rubenhold. She's the author of the new book, The Five, The Untold Lives of the Women Killed by Jack the Ripper. We are currently running a contest on social media where you could win one of three copies of that book delivered to your door. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or one of your choice, and you can find out how you win. Just search for The Bittersweet Life Podcast and you'll find us. It's a fascinating book, and it's absolutely worth tossing your hat in the ring to try to get a copy of it for free. Also, we just launched, literally just launched, a Patreon page. Patreon is a way that you can support this show and the hosts that you love who work so hard on it, working for free, by the way. Nothing in this world, though, is free, and if we can't pay the bills... All these amazing conversations with best-selling writers and historians and all the musings about how we forge a better life for all of us in this community will just fade away. We really do need your support. But if you're like me and you tend to throw your support behind things that you love when there are prizes available, check out the Patreon page and you will find different levels that you could pledge at and all sorts of delightful gifts to go along with it. Check it out. Look at the different levels. You'll find guides to Rome, behind the scenes content, podcast consulting help with me, books or tours or trip planning help from Tiffany, and so much more. Just visit patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast and help keep this show on the air for another year. 
You can find a link to that Patreon account in the show notes if you have no idea how to spell Patreon. And thank you so much. And until next week, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Join us again. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com. Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life. Yes.